this is a blockchain powered game uh, that allows people to buy, develop, and rent out and sell virtual land parcels. Not exactly novel, but the thing is, these land parcels are based on real world property borders. And they get this information from on top of uh, Google Maps, which is provided by Mapbox. Um, but eventually, essentially, this gamifies real estate development. And the intention of the game is to acquire properties, develop them, make a profit, uh, you know, be a mogul. And, uh, but again, the, the, the emphasis here is that the properties that exist in the game are based on explicit property lines in the real world. So there's a very virtual and real world connection here. And this is at the heart of the story uh, because Upland wants to now expand into AR, augmented reality. So they want to create these AR spaces tied to these real world addresses. And this invokes um, several questions like who should have the rights to an AR layer that's tied to a physical address. Uh, what does it mean that these AR properties are being divided up among early adopters before most people even know they exist, including the actual people who own the real world property? Um, also, will we see the same issues that have plagued real world real estate, including gentrification, displacement, and just a general lack of supply in augmented reality? So there's a lot of potential issues many of which mirror real-world real estate issues, as well as some unique ones that stem from trying to connect two worlds where there's already an owner in place. So first thoughts, Mike. I have some thoughts, but I want to hear what you think first. I'm, I'm like, I'm not confused, but I'm more like, I think that we got to get to a point where one of these takes off and becomes obviously like a huge, you know, one that everybody uses that has you know mm -hmm. 10 20 million daily active users or whatever or it's going to be so like segmented and partialized to where you're able to buy property like they said that you know some of the cities sell out in two hours and most times it's hard for new users to get uh like new land or space if you can't do that wouldn't you just find another platform where you can buy it Right. That's one of the issues. Exactly. Because like you kind of know Facebook's going to make their world. Maybe it's based on, you know, the real world. Maybe it's not. But if everyone makes one of these layers and let's say that you like I own a home, let's say I wanted to make sure that I benefited from any financial reward tied to my real world address in the virtual world. Do I have to go out and buy like 10, 20, 100 iterations on every layer um, that yeah, definitely a major question um, because because I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I would think there'd be, you know, kind of like social media. I think social media is a decent parallel. Like there's a few main social media networks and there's niche ones, but there are network effects. There's a benefit to being on a network that everyone else is on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would think you'd uh, you probably have a main. But I mean, even if there's only two or three, like if you're a homeowner and you want to own your own home, like then what happens in this case, because you had mentioned um, how fast these properties can go, the uh, you Upland, they're onboarding one city at a time. And so they onboarded the Bronx, all properties gone in the entire Bronx in this virtual world, two hours. So <laughs> if you had an interest, I hope you moved fast. Otherwise, someone else now can benefit financially in the virtual world. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's. The, 
sorry, that's so much quicker than like most of the NFT mints that I've been a part of. And like, I feel like NFTs are a lot hotter. I'm hearing a lot more than, you know, people actually using the metaverse and these sub layers of, you know, the blockchain that are mirroring the real world. I haven't, I don't, then again, I could just be out of, out of touch, but um, I don't know. It just seems like unless you're on top of like my first thought was like, well, why wouldn't you go and buy like the white house address and just build like a big ass, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like why wouldn't you do that every time that like something opens up and you, there's like a famous address in the city or something like that. But I don't know. It seems, it definitely seems like a, like a fun new growth opportunity. Sure. But you, you mentioned the white house, you open up um, an interesting, uh, conversation here because let's say it's decided that um because there really is no legal precedent here that that needs to be emphasized that, mm-hmm. uh so let's say it's ultimately decided hey you might not own this but you do have first dibs if you pass someone else can own it you don't get it but what about government buildings like if someone bought the white house and the white house is like actually we want to own our place in the virtual world uh, does eminent domain kick in? Do they have the right to come in and scoop at a reasonable price, just like they do in the real world with, um, you know, when they have to put power lines in? Um, and well, and if they do that, what stops them from, you know what I mean? Sure. Going down yep. to the public level and being like, oh, no, we believe that all landowners deserve to have their pub- their private land on the metaverse. So we're giving, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. The strong hand it's a risk. I, I dislike. It's well, definitely yeah. a big risk. Yeah, yeah. It obviously has to be figured out. But um, what was the other thing? Oh, yes. So I want to circle back to the fact that there's an AR component in. And it, they brought up Pokemon Go. For those who may not remember, Pokemon Go, uh, you held your phone up and the real world took on an augmented reality layer and it would appear like Pikachu was hopping in the field in front of you and you could try to capture him. There were like these Pokestops at real addresses. So you would wind up with some people (laughs) opening up their shades and there'd be 10 Pokemon Go players hanging out in front of their property because their address happened to be a Pokestop. And... While I don't think anyone was threatened by a handful of Pokemon Go players, you can kind of imagine how if your home now is adopting a layer of augmented reality, all of a sudden it becomes a destination for people. And I don't think anyone's comfortable with their house being now a stop, a destination, because people might linger around their home. If Let's say that your home becomes a marketplace. Shouldn't you... Not only do you have people hanging around your home, but I mean, that's revenue that exists based on your property's image and likeness. So connecting the virtual world to the real world, it just, it comes with a lot of these headaches. Yeah, that's a whole nother side of it I didn't even think of. Because like what I was thinking is like, you know, in 10, you know, however many years, if everyone's walking around with the VR glasses and like they walk up to your house and your house is like a big club or something in the metaverse, but you're just sitting there with your wife and your kid on the front porch. And like, you know what I mean? It just oh, yeah. adds a whole, it, it adds a whole nother layer that is just really hard to. Yeah. What if, and can you imagine an opinion that, on without going through it? You know what I mean? Like experiencing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Now, so now I'm just picturing like having a cookout with your family and all of a sudden just like <laughs> 20 people in just in their glasses show up like, uh, Hey, when's the rave start? What are you mm-hmm. talking about? 
this is the rave club today. Like y'all need to come on, let's go. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. It, interesting just because, um, yeah, this doesn't exist solely in the virtual world, but, um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of pathways we could go down, but I think I want to get to the article you brought today. Yeah. So mine is more just, uh, you know, a blanket warning to be safe. So there's an article that says $5 wrench attacks on the rise in the crypto community. Uh, individuals known to work in crypto are more susceptible to becoming targets for extortion-related crimes. Uh, $5 wrench attack basically just comes from being beaten with a wrench because basically people are being kidnapped and tortured uh, to give up their hard wallets and their private keys. Um, Apparently, just yesterday, there was eight people arrested, including a police officer in India, for kidnapping a crypto trader. And the police officer actually learned of the trader's $40 million stash while having access to confidential data working in their cyber crime unit. Um, that's obviously a huge red flag because, you know, if it's happening in India, it's most likely like somebody's looking at, they got to have that type of information in the United States as well, which is a little scary. And then apparently back, I heard about this one back in 2021, I think it was around October. Um, an American investor's home in Spain was broken into and he was held hostage until he gave up $58 million. Uh, and apparently he was able to lock out the account before everything got transferred over. But, I mean, they were hitting him with hammers and cutting them and all that fun stuff. But, I mean, this just kind of reinforces why we're so bullish as a crypto chem group on privacy first projects. Um, you know, between Secret and Alter and Jackal and all the other projects that are coming we really could see a brighter future when it comes to privatized data conversations and payments. Um, obviously, with that said, don't be a dumbass. Uh, I'm not going to say if I had a board ape, I wouldn't be posting pics of it. But once you reach a certain threshold of money that the general public seems almost impossible to gain, you obviously become a target. Um, so what are your thoughts on this, Jake? Yeah, I had some organized thoughts, but I immediately thought of that tweet that we shared in our in our group of that guy that made the board ape yacht club t shirt for his <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I'm sure you live in a safe part of the world or a town or whatever. <laughs> but if you didn't, uh you might be looking at some child kidnapping. Uh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I uh I I we didn't plan this, but our stories kind of run with this theme of the the inescapability of the real world, right? Um yeah. And I'm I'm with you, like, don't make yourself a mark. Don't, like, this is kind of a lesson, very, very old lesson. Like, uh, rappers have learned that if you walk back home in the hood with hundreds of thousands of dollars of chain around your neck, you're running a risk, unless you got some muscle next to you. Um, you know, th- th- it's a lesson as old as time. If you announce how much money you have and you make yourself a nice little target, like don't be surprised if people come for you, but I don't want to victim blame entirely because one of the examples in this story is an individual, I believe it was in India, uh, got kidnapped and extorted by eight men. One of which was a police officer. That police officer had access to the cyber crimes files. Mm-hmm. And that's how he knew that this guy had as much money as he did. So um, presumably this guy wasn't like, I, I don't know, wasn't like flaunting his wealth. Maybe he was, but ultimately the reason he was discovered to be a mark was because somebody abused their power. So um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, you, you can't escape the violence. Violence does not go away just because you accumulate your wealth on, on the internet. Um, so I don't know. Hire more security guards, I guess, if you have $30 million in, uh, in tether. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. And also, it was like one of the crypto security experts was like, "Oh, maybe I have a second ledger with like a feasibly less amount that you can like hand over to save the big stash." And it's like, yeah, you could do that, or you could also just like, there's some rapper that uses the line "move in silence like lasagna." I don't know mm-hmm. how that makes any sense, but that's all I can think of. Like, just you know, you could still have fun and enjoy your life and make money, but like you don't need to tell everybody. And if you do need to tell about everybody, you may need to be humbled in some aspect. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even if it's not like being kidnapped, yeah. like, you know, it's just like when you, when people know you have money, they treat you differently. Uh, whether it's kidnapping you or just like trying to peg you for investments and loans and stuff. Yes. But, uh, but no, it's just scary. I mean, I think fortunately, I don't know. I haven't heard of too many of these happening in the States, but so re- either. most of them have been foreign. Thank God, but I'm sure we'll get them eventually. I did think, I thought there was one in New York, but I couldn't find the article on it. Yeah. But it's, it's funny. So they mentioned some like mitigation tactics, having like a decoy wallet and, or like, yeah, like here's like a hundred grand, at least you can mm-hmm. get like a million. And that might work for some, but just like anything, like it depends on the level of criminal you're dealing with. Are you dealing with like someone who's just out to like get a quick buck or are you dealing with a bit of a professional? Because I'll tell you, the criminals are always trying to stay one step ahead of the tactics of law enforcement. So it's just like eventually, like how long until, well, okay, is this your decoy wallet? Now give me the real one. Exactly. If I already got you pinned to a table with a hammer to your knee, uh, I ain't leaving until I get, I know I have that, uh, $10 million in my wallet. No, there goes your knees, bud. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Crazy. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, don't make yourself a mark. I think that's kind of do yourself a favor. Uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously like, it seems like police are treating this with like the level of seriousness you would hope, you know, like, Oh yeah. Dumb. Yeah, the thing that just gets me is that officer helping them get that yes. confidential data. That's a real that's a real kick in the dick. Like you you, you I wasn't expecting that. Nope. Can't Price. trust anyone. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh I think we're good uh for today. But uh right. appreciate you hopping on today, bud. Oh yeah, always. I'll catch you catch you later. Thanks you for